Hi everyone, it's Ella from Ella Web Design and welcome to my podcast from 0 to 25k uh, for women who wants to have a better work-life balance, who wants to work uh, from home and have a profitable business. And today we continue our team, so how to generate more leads for your website. Because we all know that website doesn't work if we don't have any traffic, <laughs> if nobody can see it. And today we will be talking about one strategy, which is uh, generating leads through YouTube videos. And we're joined by an expert, uh, Melissa Mitchell, a YouTube uh, video uh, lead generation expert. Hi, Melissa, how are you? Good, thanks, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, Emil, for accepting the invitation and for being with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. Uh, Melissa, maybe uh, let's start. Let's maybe introduce yourself properly. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Melissa Mitchell and I'm the owner of Wanderman Creative. So we are a um, YouTube strategy um, agency and coaching business, and we help entrepreneurs bring in consistent organic leads through YouTube without wasting time posting endless content on social media. Great, great. So you are the person we need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, let's get uh, to the question. I prepare some questions for you. So first, maybe uh, tell us how long uh, are you in online business and uh, how you found yourself in the online business? How you decided that you want to start a business online? Yeah, so I started my business um, in 2018, I believe, 20, late end of 2018. Um, but I was still working my corporate job at the time. And then I kind of went full time right before the pandemic. So 2020 ish, um, went full time into YouTube. So before that, I was doing social media and branding. That's actually what I went to college for. And that's what I was doing in, in the corporate world as well, as well. I was doing graphic design, sales, marketing, all that stuff. And I was in corporate for about six years before that. So I started my business because one, I, I wanted the freedom. It was something I've always kind of wanted to do since I was pretty young was, you know, be my own boss. And, you know, it sounded really exciting when you were little, um, but I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't, I didn't think that, you know, I was going to be doing YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of just thought, oh, I'll, I'll do branding. I've always liked pretty things. That's why I went into it in college. Um, and then along the way, as I kind of started doing social media for people, I realized that I really didn't like managing people's social media accounts. It just right. wasn't for me. <laughs> and so I, I still liked the marketing aspect of it. I still liked the branding part of it. Um, but all of my clients, social media clients had the same problems. It was one, they didn't have enough content for me to post. And so I was always trying to track them down being like, can you get me some more pictures or things like that? Um, and then the second problem was they were never bring, bringing in enough leads into their business. And so when I was kind of researching how I wanted to pivot my business, I found YouTube. And so I was like, let's play around with this for my own business. Let's learn. And so when I realized that it could solve both of those problems together and some, um, I kind of made the pivot and moved and um, was coached by some of the big YouTubers out there and um, kind of just turned my business completely over to YouTube. Brilliant. Brilliant. And tell me, uh, how long it took you to, to get from zero to 25K? Um, 25K per year or per month? Uh, in general, the first in general. 25K. <laughs> yeah, the first, uh, first 25K a year was probably in my first year. Um, I, I got that goal for sure. Um, 25K a month, I'm not quite there, almost, but not quite there. I know, it's uh, like 
you know, it's it's very. I think that the most difficult is to get the tw- the first twenty five k. Like when you're starting yeah. from zero, it's very difficult to have consistent income and even to get to this twenty five k. It's very difficult. I think it's the most difficult part because later on scaling your business is much easier. Growing your business is much easier than this starting point. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Think it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So tell me, how was it with your first 25k? Uh, was it have you grow your business like steadily, gradually, or you have nothing, 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 and then there was boom? <laughs> you take yeah, off. that's a great question. Pardon me. Um, I definitely am more of a steady pace kind of person, mm-hmm. um, just because you know I like to not feel overwhelmed by my business. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like to you know live my life and work my business around my life. That's one of the big reasons why I wanted to start my business. So I've always kept that in mind as I'm growing and I'm scaling, making sure that I'm not taking on too many clients at once, or I'm not. Um, overextending myself or, you know, making sure I leave myself enough room to hire on if that's, you know, the spot that I'm in. So I would say definitely gradually, um, maybe, you know, one day it'll explode and I'll have to deal with it at that point, but it's definitely been gradual growth over time. Yeah. Um, and what is the biggest lesson you have learned from your business? Oh my goodness. So many lessons. <laughs> I would say the biggest one is probably over this beginning starting phase you know yeah yeah i would definitely say the biggest one is overthinking and like perfectionism especially at the beginning i felt like and maybe people listening to this who are starting their business feel the same way is you know there's so much pressure because maybe you have other responsibilities or maybe you're you're doing this as a side hustle right now or maybe you're just went full-time and you feel the pressure to make your business successful and so you overthink every decision you make and that was definitely what I I did too is you know is is this the right strategy is this content right and by doing that you're actually like putting yourself in a a lock or like um in a hold down of not taking action and not making progress so I think that would be the biggest mistake is just not making taking action even if it's not perfect yeah yeah I totally agree because when you overthink the things and you want to make it perfect you're just spinning in circles all the time and Mm -hmm. you're not moving forward yeah okay now let's move uh, to youtube you specialize in youtube uh, so why did you choose uh, video over the blog and uh, to market your business yeah so video i like to say is the queen of all content um because you have visuals you have um you can hear right you can pull the audio from it put it into a podcast and you can also transcribe it and put it into a blog So it really is going to do more for you than just a blog will. And really it's the same amount of work, really. Like you put together a blog post, all you have to do is hit the record button and and, uh, record it from there, right? So you're just getting way more out of it. And so I think that in business, we have limited time, especially as when you're just first starting out, you don't have a team, you're doing it on your own. You wanna make content that's going to work for you the most and that you can do the most with. So from one YouTube video, you can break that down into almost 26 pieces of content. So if you think about that and you're thinking about, okay, if I can create one piece of content per week and have that create more than enough content for the entire month, I mean, that's pretty, pretty amazing. And what about the, um, the audience who, who, who is on YouTube? Yeah. So YouTube has, um, 
2 billion views, 2 billion viewers, sorry, per year, mm -hmm. um, which is pretty crazy. And it's yeah, the it's 90, <laughs> I want to say, can't quote, I don't have the quote right in front of me, but I believe it's 90% of the world at some point has watched YouTube, which is mm -hmm. also really crazy. And it's in, it's in most languages across the world in most countries across the world. So your audience, I mean, depending on where you are, it's pretty global. So yeah. that's a pretty cool thing too. But do you have any statistics? What kind of people are watching? Are the younger people or older people or mid-age people or men but more or women more? Is there any statistics like this? Do you know? Yeah, anything? the cool the cool thing about YouTube is it's not really it doesn't really have those kinds of statistics because it's not like Facebook or Instagram, right? Where those are social media platforms. So, you know, we all know Facebook's usually an older generation, millennials to older, right? We know Instagram was usually millennials, maybe Gen Zs, right? But because YouTube isn't a social media channel, it's actually a search engine. Everyone at some point will be using YouTube. You know, there's probably statistics of, you know, how many people are watching cat videos versus, you know, actually looking on there to solve a problem. But every age group, is looking to YouTube because it's owned by Google, they're looking there to find answers to their problems. Right. And even when you are searching for Google, I think uh, Google is pulling from YouTube as well. Yeah, absolutely. So that's like the ultimate result, goal. Yeah. In search results, yeah. you can see that there's a YouTube video suggested to see, to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like blog because it also uh, works for a Google search as well. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if you have a blog, you can just, pardon me, um, like I said, reverse engineer it, film your YouTube video, put your YouTube video on your blog too, right? Because then yeah. it's creating more traffic. You're getting traffic sources from two different places as well. Yeah. So this is what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm filming one, one video and then I'm doing a transcript and transform the transcript into blog uh, on my Perfect. website and uh, I'm taking audio and I'm putting it to my podcast. Because I know yeah. we have different clients, like different people, like different channels. Like some people prefer to listen, some prefer to watch, some prefer to read. So yeah. how we can um, how we can generate the leads from YouTube video? Yeah. So we think about YouTube as a search engine, right? Mm -hmm. So you think first think about your ideal client and what problems, fears, pains they have, right? So how are you going to help them get from their bad state to where they want to be, their goal? Right, that's the customer journey, right? And so if we think about their pain state and we know that YouTube is a search engine, mm -hmm. now we can start to think of ideas of, okay, what questions would my ideal client be searching for related to the state that they're in currently? The pain, the problems, the questions that they have when it comes mm -hmm. to my service, product, whatever it is you sell. Mm -hmm. You compile that list of ideas and then you're gonna wanna do keyword research around those ideas um, so that YouTube can actually Put your video in front of the right people when they're searching and so once someone finds your video on youtube you know you present your material and there's a structured way that we would want to do that that i teach inside of my programs and i do for my clients um where we're introducing them to a freebie or something like that some more mm -hmm. value and you say click the link below this video to get that they then go there click that link they now join your email list and you're now going to nurture them through your sales funnel on the back end of your youtube videos yeah, and this is a chance when you have a sign up form for your freebie on your website, you are bringing people to your website this yeah. week. Okay, perfect. Okay, so let's go into nitty gritty. So, um, my next question 
how many uh, when you can expect your first leads from your videos do you need any number of videos uploaded and watched to get uh, on your channel to start getting results you don't need a certain number per se <laughs> i mean it's like any kind of strategy you want to be consistent with with it right mm -hmm. um when you're first starting out your channel youtube has no idea who you are as a as a channel what your channel is about who they should show your videos to so the more that you post and the more that you can optimize those videos and put the right keywords in it's going to have a compounding effect so youtube's going to start to understand okay this is what this person's channel is about this is who they're trying to reach these are the topics they talk about and you'll start to grow quicker right mm -hmm. Uh, so it's better to keep the top, uh, one topic. It's better to yeah. stay with one expert, yeah. your expertise. For sure. I would definitely say you want to keep it niched, especially at the beginning, because like I said, YouTube's trying to figure out what you are. So for example, if, you know, I started talking about YouTube video, like YouTube on my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and then I started talking about cars, and then I started talking about cooking mm -hmm. all in one channel, they would be like, like what is this person trying to do right who is she trying to attract it would be confusing but you know on my channel for example i talk about social media marketing i talk about youtube i talk about landing pages and funnels it's because it's all within one niche right mm -hmm. one kind of topic area so you can widen out a little bit like if you're an instagram expert you don't have to just talk about instagram but i would keep it one degree of separation yeah and uh, what do you use to um, to do your SEO search, keyword search? Yeah, so there's quite a few different tools out there. You can use things like VidIQ, TubeBuddy. Um, you can use just the Google search bar. It itself auto-populates to show you keywords. So there's quite a few different um, tools out there to do it. Is it working the same as when you're looking for keywords for your website, for example? Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. So keywords are keywords, right? And because Google's owned by YouTube, it's, it's very similar. Right. And what's cool about that too, is once you do your keyword research for YouTube, you can use the exact same keywords on your blog and it's going to surface the same way, right? You can use the tags and things for your metadata on the back end of your SEO on your website. Like the two do go together. Um, it would just be the optimization when uploading that's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, would you suggest to keep the same title for a YouTube video if somebody is reproposing the content, right? So would you suggest to keep the same title for for podcast, for blog and for your YouTube video or change it? I would. You yeah, would? I would. It won't make confusion to Google? I don't think so because the medium's different, right? They can understand their bots are crawling the metadata knowing that yeah. one's coming from YouTube, one's coming from a blog. Now, the one thing I would keep in mind, you know, if your YouTube video, because of the way that keyword research works on YouTube, sometimes the titles aren't as um, blog-like, if you will. Right. <laughs> so you could change a couple things around to make it more um, reader friendly in terms of a blog if you wanted to but i would keep the keywords in there right the same keywords and what is the most important the title or the description of the video definitely the title definitely, definitely the title yeah that's definitely where your main keywords and search are going to come from the description has you know it needs to be optimized as well for sure but the title is definitely more important and is it the same as on the website so on the website the, the most important in your headline to have the keywords at the beginning of your headline or it doesn't matter it just should be in the title or it's better to have it yeah. at the front 
So definitely front loading is a, a strategy that works on YouTube as well, definitely. Um, it's all going to depend on how big your channel is, how much competition is out there for those keywords you're trying to rank. Um, that's going to determine kind of what your title looks like. Do you think YouTube is good for all the categories, for all the sectors, for all the businesses? Or the businesses that are more popular or they are more... Um... Yeah, more popular uh, on the YouTube. So, for example, um, I yeah. Right, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I definitely think there are um, areas or or niches that work better, that grow faster on YouTube mm -hmm. for sure. Because if you think about what are people searching for a lot on YouTube, right? Um, but that being said, I think it works for every single business. And what's cool about it is that. You don't need 10,000 subscribers to be successful. You don't need even a thousand subscribers to see revenue and leads coming in, right? You can be a very small channel. I have one-on-one -on -one clients that um, because of their niche, they're still hovering around, you know, 150 subscribers, but they're still bringing in leads consistently from it, mm -hmm. right? So it's because it's that search engine, as long as you're trying to reach the audience that you're wanting to reach, mm -hmm. It doesn't matter because you're making money off the back end of your sales machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, tell me, so coming back to to the results, to the leads that you can expect from the video. So when can you like, if you post one video, is it, do you have any chances that you will get leads from this, or you have to have it more? Like you were yeah. saying, it, it will be compound effect, right? The more videos you have on the topic, the the, the more your videos will be showed by, by YouTube. But uh, how soon? How soon you can expect leads? Yeah, this? that's a tricky question because it's very dependent. Very dependent on what niche you are. Um, if you've done the work on the back end to optimize your video properly, um, what the topic is about, how how popular is it? Something that people are really talking about right now. Mm -hmm there are a lot of competition around that. Like there's a lot of factors that would go into that, but I mean, you definitely could see results off of one video. You mm -hmm. definitely could. Um, you could definitely see results after five videos. It, it, and the amount of leads again, depends on how much traffic you're getting, um, you know, how, how well you optimized it, but you definitely can see results right away. Um, how big those results are, you know, obviously the more consistent you are, the more results you're going to get, just like anything you do in business. But it's definitely um, more of a growth long-term strategy than I would say something like, you know, ads, for example. Mm -hmm. If you put money into Facebook ads, you're most likely going to see traffic clicks right away, right? Mm -hmm. um, organic social media, no matter what a platform you're on, isn't necessarily like that. Could you see results? Absolutely. Is it guaranteed? Not, not necessarily. So I hope and that helps. Is, is there any conversion rate? So for example, if there is there any statistics that for example, if 100 people will see your uh, video, then you know, percentage will opt into your freebie. Is there any statistics like this or? Yeah, so I actually have a YouTube calculator that I love to do. So if anyone listening is, is curious about their niche and you know, how many leads they could potentially get, send me a message on Instagram and I'd be happy to do a, a lead calculator quick call with you because it's really fun to see how many leads you can generate. So what this calculator is based on is, you know, once you do keyword research around one title, you plug that in and it will tell you how many monthly searches those keywords are getting, right? And so from there, I always like to say that roughly 
we're going to be conservative 1% of those people see your video in search results, right? Mm -hmm. And then roughly 3% of those people then decide that they're going to click on your video and mm -hmm. watch it. And mm -hmm. then I would like to say another 3% of those people will click and go over into your funnel. So that's kind of some conservative numbers when you're first starting out to understand how many leads you could potentially get from one video. Yeah. And probably a lot of, depends also on the, on the lead magnet itself, if it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And tell me how important is the image? We under, uh, I understand the title is very important because it contains the keywords, but how important is the image that, you know, is always together promoting the video? Yeah. So your thumbnail, I would say your thumbnail is up there on one of the, one of the most important things actually. And a lot of times people overlook this. So I'm glad you brought it up because if you think about it, right, your video shows up in search results, but it doesn't show up alone. It shows up with all yeah, these other videos, right? And front and behind it. And so what is going to make the viewer choose your video over someone else's in that list is most likely going to be the thumbnail. And so if you don't have a thumbnail for one, which is a, which is a big mistake I see a lot of the times, um, people aren't going to click on your video, right? And then if it's not engaging or it's boring or it doesn't, it's not eye catching, the likelihood of them choosing one of your competitors is pretty high. So uh, we would want to make sure that's really, really catchy and, and, and um, optimized too. And do you suggest to have, <clears throat> sorry, a different thumbnail for each individual video or to have the same just to build the, the awareness, the brand awareness? What do you mean by different topic? Like um, you're like teaching something? Each video that uh, you should have for each video that you publish, you should have a different thumbnail or it should be the same? For the thumbnail, I would say, you know, it needs to be cohesive to your mm -hmm. brand. You know, like if your brand colors are, you know, blue and white and brown, you wouldn't want to put like red and green in your thumbnails, right? Mm -hmm. um, you want to keep it consistent to that and consistent to your fonts and things like that. So that you know, as time builds, people are going to start to recognize your videos, right? If anyone um, listening watches YouTube and has big YouTubers that they're subscribed to, you'll probably know, you notice when their videos yeah. come up on your For You page, right? Because they've branded themselves. So you want to keep that in mind when you're creating your thumbnails too. Okay. Um, the next question, uh, what app do you use to edit the video? Do you edit the video at all? Because yes, absolutely edit your videos. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, you want to take out, you know, when you're naturally speaking, you have fumbles, you know, even if you're listening to this, we've, you know, fumbled on our words a couple of times or whatever. So you want to, you know, take those things out. You want to keep it really sharp mm -hmm. and keep it entertained for people because watch time on YouTube is one of the biggest metrics that they look at. And it's really what's going to um, make YouTube want to continue to push your videos out to more people. So the longer you can keep people's attention, the better. So keep that in mind when you're creating your scripts, right? And, and filming your YouTube videos. And that comes into editing too. Um, attention resets and, you know, making things come up on the screen, transitions, things like that, that are going to keep people entertained is really, really important. So content is not enough. Content is the most important thing. I will definitely say that, you know, like someone could shoot a really crappy video with that's not value driven at all and make it the most beautiful video in the world, it's probably not going to be successful, right? Um, I say make it entertaining and make it um, make people keep watching, but you can do that with very, very simple editing. Like, I don't want people to think that it needs to be complicated or that you need to have these crazy motion graphics or all these things because you really do not. Like you could film these on your phone 
edit them in something like InShot on your phone and app mm -hmm. and make sure that they're really concise and the value is really good. Throw a couple of graphics on there and call it a day and your videos will still perform. And uh, by the way, you, uh, you were talking about the time. Is there any suggested time length of the video or? I always like to say that your video should be as long as it needs to be. And I know that's very vague, but um, you, if your topic is, you know, three steps to growing on Instagram, for example, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't want to be rambling on for 20 minutes talking about each thing, right? If that's, if it's just me rambling, you yeah. want it to be as long as the topic needs it to be for it to be concise and interesting. Yeah, because if, for example, you have an interview and it's interesting, you know, you, you don't want to cut, okay, the time is out, 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you'll know, right? You know, and you're the expert in that field too. So you're going to know that, oh, I'm rambling or I need to cut that piece off or I repeated myself or whatever it is. And storytelling is really fun too. So if your niche or your topic allows for that, throw some story in there. It keeps people entertained, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, what equipment do you need to make a video? You already said that you, you, you even record, you can record even on your phone. Yeah, absolutely. When you're first starting out, I mean, the new iPhones and Androids now, they have 4K video capability. So they're better than a lot of cameras were even just a couple of years ago. So I would say your camera on your phone's perfectly fine. The first thing I would ever upgrade would be your audio. So you can get like a, a pretty affordable wired mic on Amazon for around $30 Canadian, $20 American, mm -hmm. um, pretty affordable. And that would be the first place I would start, low budget. Um, from there, maybe a ring light would be your next kind of upgrade. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, to be honest, I uh, recently bought a camera that is uh, for my laptop and uh, it's from Logitech. And I'm very pleased because it has also the, the lighting and it has sound correction. So it's all awesome. in one. <laughs> I don't know how it works. It's not very professional, but still it was like I paid 100 euro and it, it has premium one. Lighting camera and mic. Um, great. Yeah, so just to show that you know you don't have to have like a super fancy equipment. You don't have to spend a lot of money to start. Oh no. Yeah. No, I have a. I know a girl on on YouTube, very successful. Um, she's gotten her silver YouTube award, everything, and she ran her entire channel off of her webcam on her on her laptop. So yeah. you do not need special equipment and again we go back to that biggest mistake we made at the beginning of our business right about yes. holding yourself back and like overthinking oh. a lot of people use tech as like i'm over as an overthinking of well i need this before i can start or i need the lighting or i need a camera you don't like just start and work on getting one percent better with every upload yeah um what are the key elements that your video should include to drive leads a lot of things, um, your key, the key things. As a beginner, you definitely need that thumbnail that we talked about, that's huge. Um, keyword research, that's another huge, huge mm -hmm. part. Like, please do it before you start recording your video too. That's another big mistake I see is that people will come up with an idea, they'll, they'll record their video and then they'll do keyword research. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you'll find that, you know, maybe that topic that you thought was a great idea doesn't actually have much search traffic. So you wanna do that first. Um, those are probably the two biggest things. Um, from there would just be making sure that your video is catchy and keeps people's attention. 
Would you mention the, the lead magnet in the video or just leave in the description without mentioning in the video? No, you want to mention it in your video because it's uh, a lot of people don't necessarily look at the description of your video when you're watching, when they're watching. So you need to mention it to them, right? People like to be guided and, and told what to do. So definitely you would say something like, you know, if you want to learn more about YouTube, make sure to check out my free master class by clicking the link below. It's usually what I'd say, right? If that's what you're driving people to. <laughs> it always makes me funny when I see people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. It happens. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to point, but I like to point because it's, it just drives that viewer again to be like, okay, it's below. Yeah. I'm going to go check that out. Right. Um, and and like you want to make sure that when you see, when you have seen a few videos, you are, you expect it. Yes. <laughs> Some other totally way. true. <laughs> totally true. So yeah. Yeah. And you'll find your groove of what you like to do too. Yeah, but would you suggest to mention the freebie at the very beginning or at the end of the video? I would say both. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, keep it organic. You know, you, you don't want it to be all of a sudden you're in the mid thought and you're like, oh, check out my freebie below, right? And you want to make sure that it's um, makes sense with the topic you're talking about, right? Um, it's going to be the next problem that they're going to have from watching your video is going to be the answer is your is your lead magnet. So that's why they're going to go, go download it, right? Because they want to know more information on that. So that might mean that you have a couple different freebies that you're offering. Yeah. So it's also good to really plan plan your videos. So it's not like, okay, I'm sitting and recording whatever I, I thought about will be interesting, but just to plan, have a script and plan the yes. freebies as well and so on. Okay. Yes. Dokey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, last question because uh, we're getting long now. Uh, how much time do you spend on making the videos and what frequency and, and length of the videos do you recommend? Yeah, so time is very dependent, right? So how I teach YouTube and in my courses and memberships, if you um, join them, is I teach you how to batch record your videos because it saves you so much time. Mm -hmm. So for my one-on-one -on -one clients, I do this too. And it's the, uh, the video lead machine method. It's the three phase method that I teach and it's all about batching. So we'll do 12 to 26 videos in one sitting, which sounds mm -hmm. like a lot, well, uh, but 12 to 26. Yeah. Depending on the client, <laughs> we'll do 12 to 26 videos at a time. But what's cool about that is, you know, you're doing all your strategy, all your prep, all your research beforehand. So mm -hmm. when it's time to sit down in front of the camera, you only have one job, which is just to record, mm -hmm. right? And you're batching all of that in one day. And because you're already in a groove, it becomes faster. Your equipment's set up, you're already ready. You know, if you're, if you're a woman listening, you've got your makeup and your hair done. You're not having to do that every single day, trying to record a video. You can take down your equipment all at the same time. All that's done in batches and it saves you hours and hours of time. Um, and then you just edit in batches, right? Um, mm -hmm. You put it up onto your social calendar in batches. Everything's done in batches that saves you so much time. And what about the, when you record the videos? Do you, uh, and especially so many videos during one, uh, during, you know, one time if you are batching, uh, how do you remember the content? Can you read from the screen or? Because, you know, I cannot imagine to have to remember content for 26 videos to record. Oh, yes. Videos. No, I mean, if someone could do that, they would have like a photographic memory. <laughs> uh, okay. um, 
we we do it different ways. So everyone will kind of have a different preference. You could use a teleprompter mm -hmm. if you want and, and read the script. Mm -hmm. You know, some people do really well doing that and you can download a free a teleprompter app on your phone that mm -hmm. comes across the screen as you're recording. Um, that's option one. Option two is, you know, you can create an outline for yourself mm -hmm. and stick it right in front of the camera. And some people like that because they're better speaking off the cuff and they, mm -hmm. they're experts in their field. And they just want to kind of run with it. So that's option number two. And option number three is to keep the script on like a printout piece of paper or on an iPad or something like that on your lap and look down, get your first sentence, look up at the camera, speak your sentence, pause, look down, you know, do it in chunks. Yeah. Like don't try to be a one hit wonder. Yeah. And I think people don't expect, you know, they are not professional like speaker at, uh, on TV that, you know, look straight to the camera all the time. So people expect that you will, you know, look somewhere <laughs> around you. Yeah. And you show your personality too, you know, like if you have little mess ups or you say something or you have a little blooper or something, keep that in your video. Sometimes that's endearing and, it, and it's what people relate to. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine. Um, and you can cut out a lot of stuff in editing, like I said. So don't worry too much if you're like looking down and catching your breath or if you make a mistake, mm -hmm. just pause, regroup, repeat the sentence again and you can cut that out. Yeah, perfect. And also, you know, uh, for just for the beginners, I, I would say that you don't have to worry too much about editing because uh, I understand that it would be much better video, but also you want to show as you are uh, because people will be working later on with you, so they have to get to know you, your, you know, uh, how you behave, how you speak, and so on. So uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, don't overthink yeah. it. Don't make it too perfect. <laughs> Absolutely, it does not have to be perfect. Yeah, no, it's it's more about showing up consistently than it is about perfection. Yeah, and about the the, the consistency, how often would you recommend to to post the videos? I would say, you know, the great spot to be when you're first starting out would be once a week. Mm -hmm. um, if you're like, oh, oh, I just can't handle that. That's too much. And you want to build up, I would say, you know, start with twice a month and then build up from there. Right. And is it, um, is it important to post at the same, on the same day, on the same time every week, for example, or it doesn't matter? I would, I would say it's preferable to mm -hmm post on the same day, it doesn't need to be the same time, not necessarily, that doesn't matter too much. Um, but on the same day, it's nice as you start growing and getting subscribers, because I like to think about it like your favorite TV show, right? You know, we yeah. back, if you think back before Netflix and all those things, you know, you know your favorite TV show came on at 5 p.m. on Tuesdays, right? And so if your subscribers kind of get to know that, oh, Melissa has a new video every single Wednesday, they're gonna start to look out for that. And that's what you want, right? That's when you're building yeah. a, a loyal fan base. So I think it's more important as you as you grow for sure, but keeping that consistency and getting in a routine off the bat is really helpful. Right. And uh, one more thing, one um, yeah. uh, one thing that you would like people to remember from this uh, from this uh, podcast video. And <laughs> yeah, I would say the number one thing is that don't feel overwhelmed by YouTube because it really can be as simple as you want it to be. And it really can plug into whatever marketing strategy you have currently. And really, if you do it properly, it's only going to save you time, not cost you more time. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good point. Yeah. You have to know how to do it to budget because it really saves you time. 
Exactly. Yeah. And if you want to learn how to do that, I would be more than happy to show you inside my group coaching program. So would love to have you inside. Yeah, so Melissa, share please if you have any freebie and share also if somebody would like to get in contact with you, where is the best place to find you? Yeah, so I'm on all social platforms at Wanderment Creative. Um, probably the best place to send me a direct message would be Instagram. Mm -hmm. And um, my freebies, I have a couple different ones that I'll send you. I have a mini course, I think would probably be the best one. And it's showing you how to create your very first YouTube video using only your phone. So inside we go through how to find content ideas, how to feel comfortable on camera, and then how to film and edit using your phone. Brilliant. And I will leave all the uh, on the all the links in the description of this video. So don't worry if you didn't catch up, it will be written. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And I'll put the, put the link for um, BMA, which is the group coaching program. I'll give that one to you as well. Perfect. Melissa, thank you very much for your time, for being with us and sharing all your knowledge. Uh, yeah, and I will uh, leave all the links uh, to contact you in the description. So thanks, Emil. Bye-bye. Perfect. Thanks. Bye.